Our reading today is from Exodus chapter 17, starting at verse 8. Then Amalek came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some men for us and go out. Fight with an Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses told him and fought with Amalek, while Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands grew weary, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. So his hands were steady until the sun set. And Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the sword. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, good morning, everyone. It's good to see you. Uh, I'm Randall. I'm the minister here. Uh, I've had a week off with the family and we had a good time together. It was, it was good to get away. We saw the beach and we saw the snow and we went to the hot springs and we played mini golf and did a... So it was a, it was a holiday where we had lots of fun together as a family. So that was really nice to have a week off and I'm thankful for the ministry of Kirsty and uh, leading the church in my absence. Uh, so it's great to be here uh, with you this morning. Uh, we're looking at prayer uh, as a church, but before we get into talking about prayer, I wanted to ask you a question. How do you go at being consistent in life? Is there some things in life that you really struggle to be consistent with? Are there, there are things uh, in life where you are uh, uh, find it difficult uh, to consistently do. Uh, maybe there's things in life that you find it really difficult to consistently resist. Maybe you know that you shouldn't eat so much chocolate and <laughs> it's just sitting there and it's calling out to you and, it, and it's hard to say no to it. Uh, maybe you know you, you should go for a walk, you, you should get up, you should stretch, you should do some exercise, but you don't do it. And you, you might do it for a while and go really well for a while and then struggle. And then you have to, you know, re -go, have a go again at building that habit. How, how do you go at, at being consistent? We're talking this morning uh, about prayer and I think uh, a, a key thing uh, for prayer, where we're talking specifically about intercession, so praying on behalf of others, uh, a key thing, a key topic at the center of this is consistency. How can we be a consistent uh, group of people in the way that we live out our faith, in, in the way that we respond uh, to the world, uh, in the way that we love, 
in, in the way that we represent Jesus, how, how can we be uh, really consistent in doing that? Uh, if, if you look at stats in, in people going to church these days, to, to be consistent at going to church these days has moved from uh, going every Sunday to going, it used to be going three out of four Sundays, it's now uh, two out of four Sundays. To, to me, that sort of doesn't really sound like consistency. Uh, but, but life is busy and, it, and it's difficult to hold all the things up. O- often in, in life, you're juggling lots of different things and that, that image of spinning plates is uh, holding up all the different spinning plates is, is something that is true. And so because life is busy, because there's lots of pressure, uh, both chosen and not chosen, it's hard to, to be consistent in life. Uh, I'm looking for a, a, a volunteer. Do, do, it, would someone like to, to help out? I'm looking for someone under 20. Okay. Okay, did I, did I see a hand? Yeah, you, you can be that hand. Do you want to come up the front? Come on, quick, quick. Uh, yes, you, you can come up. Yeah, good one. Good one. Welcome. It's good to see you here. <laughs> Do you want to come up and stand beside me and turn and face everyone else? See if you can lift this off the ground. Imagine you're Moses standing before an army. And God said to you, I, I, I want you to hold this up. And as long as you're holding this up, the, the army's going to win the battle. How long do you think you could up like that? About five minutes. Um, I'm looking for another volunteer. Uh, stay here. Uh, do you want to? Yes, you, you can come up. All right, I want you to hold this. Okay, Sam, I, I want you to, to, to help hold his arms. Yeah, that's right. So, so there's now the three of us uh, working on this cross. Uh, how long do you reckon you could go now? Yeah, about, about 15 minutes. Cameron, do you want to come up and put, put, a, put a hand on it? Oh, great, I can take a break now. <laughs> So, so, you see, your job, uh, I will keep preaching as long as you hold it up. If you put it down, I'll stop. So maybe you're going to put it down. <laughs> no, thank, everyone put your hands together and thank them. It's interesting that Moses was uh, asked to, well, he, he held up a staff. And as he held up the staff, uh, the army of Israel uh, pressed forward against the enemy and were winning in battle. And as he was unable to hold it up, as he interceded for them in prayer, uh, the, the army uh, pressed against Israel and they were pushed back. Uh, as Christians, uh, we're called to hold high the cross of Jesus Christ. What, what does the cross represent? The good news of Jesus, that, that God has redeemed us, that God loves us, that God wants to save us, uh, that God has a purpose in the world, that, that God is alive and he's real. So, so holding up the, the, the good news is something that we're called to do as a church uh, with a constancy in this world that doesn't cease. Uh, if you're consistent at something, it, it means you uh, respond to it uh, when the occasion appears and you do it with consistency. So, so say if I was to come to you and ask for some help on something, 
Uh, you might consistently respond with generosity and encouragement and willingness to, to help. Uh, but, but say I came to you every day and asked something, you're, you're, you, you may get a little bit tired of me coming and asking you for something. You, you might say, well, why, why doesn't Randall go and ask someone else? And so you, you might be consistent for a period of time, but I could eventually exhaust you. Uh, I'm not planning on doing that with anyone. Uh, to, to be someone that is constant, uh, so is, is someone that will always respond. Uh, God calls us to a, a place of not just being consistent, uh, at having the appearance of being able to uh, be a representative of the good news, but to constantly live in the good news of Jesus in a way that changes our world and impacts the world around us. Now, I, th I don't think that that is something that you can do by yourself. Uh, Moses, he, he was holding up the staff uh, so that the army could go out and they could win a battle and they could uh, take the, the, the land. Uh, that was a, a momentary event in time. To be a Christian is, is a lifelong journey. And for all of us, it, it's really hard to do that consistently, let alone all the other things in life. I, I think the key for us being consistent as a church, as a gathered group of Christians, is intercession. Uh, when we uh, intercede uh, to, from a dictionary perspective, to intercede is to, to stand between uh, two parties and, and honor them uh, equally or uh, help that conversation happen. Uh, to intervene as an equal friend of both. Uh, intercession is about asking uh, God on behalf of others. And, and I think the, the, the purpose of that asking uh, God on behalf of others is linked to uh, others being able to stand in Ephesians. Uh, we're, we're instructed to stand and do all we can to uh, stand in faith as Christians in, in this world. I, I think Part of intercession is to help us stand. Uh, but then the other part of intercession is also about asking God to intervene and bring about change. So, so sometimes we, we pray just to be constant uh, so that we as a church can continue doing what we have been called to do. And the other part of prayer is asking God to intervene on behalf of others in order to change things. See, there's some things that we can hold ourselves in our own strength, but only for a certain amount of time. There's some things that we can hold with others for a much longer period of time. Uh, intercession is part of that. Uh, when I was in my previous church, I was continually aware of the, the minister who I worked with, his prayers for me. Uh, how was I aware of that? I, I, he'd tell me he was praying for me. And then occasionally I get these calls or these messages and saying, Randall, I've been praying for you. How are you going with this? Randall, I've been praying for you. Is there anything else I can be praying for you? I knew he was interceding for me. Uh, when someone's sick or ill, uh, we often will, in today's culture, send them a message and say, really thinking of you. If you're Christian, the message will include a little addendum, say, my thoughts and prayers are, are with you. I wonder whether we sometimes equate uh, our prayers with our thoughts. I'm having uh, 
a conversation with God, but I'm not really sure that my conversation with God is going to impact or change the course or direction of the person I'm thinking of. Maybe part of this has come from we've prayed for things and we haven't necessarily seen the outcome we, we thought was the best outcome for the situation. And so we're not confident that our prayers uh, mean, do, or change anything. Uh, and so we say to someone, oh, my, my thoughts and prayers are with you. My, my encouragement as Christians is, is that God actually intervenes. God actually changes things. Uh, intercession is about uh, God intervening as we intercede. Uh, there's this great story about Abraham in the Bible where Abraham is really concerned over Sodom, uh, where his family member Lot is there and God's about to bring destruction on Sodom and he has this conversation, this wrestle with God saying, God, uh, what about Sodom? I, I, I care for these people. Uh, if there was just one righteous person or just 10 righteous people there, would you save the city? And God says, yes, if, if there's 10 righteous people, I would save that city. Well, what about for, for even one? If even one righteous person, God says to him, I, I will save the city. And so intercession is about that conversation between with God saying, God, you can change. I, through my prayers, want to see you respond. And at some level, we see that God has humbled himself to being uh, responsive to the prayers of his people, that when we pray, God chooses to intervene and work in the world. And so when we're saying to people, oh, my, my thoughts and prayers are with you, I, I think we're sometimes not confident that God is going to respond to our prayers. My encouragement in, in this space for you is to go drop thoughts. Uh, when you say to someone, because uh, they're not doing well, uh, you, when you usually say my thoughts and prayers, say, I'm praying for you, but don't stop there. Go away, pray, ask God to lead you in how you can pray for the person. Ask God, God, is there any way I can encourage this person? And then a week later, a couple of days later, send the person a message, or when you see them, say, I've been praying for you. How are you going? Uh, we, we had Gaylene Harrow with us uh, a few weeks ago, and she talked about how she would do that with, with cards. She would send people a, a card and say, I'm praying for you. Uh, is there anything I can pray for you? And find out that information, then follow up. See, if God intervenes, if God, as we pray, is able to change the course or direction of someone's life, I want to find out the result. Don't you? Like, if, if my prayers are able to impact and change the course of someone's life, I want to find out the result. I think some of the reason why we're not confident in prayer is because we're not good at following up God working because we're not confident in prayer, so we don't want to follow up in case he hasn't done something. I'd like to encourage you, be a person that finds out how people are going as you intercede for them in prayer. I see God responds to our prayers. 2 Chronicles uh, 7 says this. Uh, 2 Chronicles 7.13, when uh, God says, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people, if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. 
when I shut up the heavens, when things go bad. It's not a case of if things go bad. Life happens to all of us and we need God to intervene. Life happens to those who are around us and we need God to intervene. So so when, when it is like God has shut up the heavens because life is not working the way it's meant to be, then if my people who are called by my name, if my people. Uh, sometimes uh, when life doesn't go well, uh, prayer isn't the first place that we turn. Uh, it says, if my people turn to me, uh, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek, often we forget to, to turn to God as a place of first priority, which is strange for us as Christians, but it's a good habit for us to be in the, the middle of turn to God, pray, and then it says, then I will hear from heaven. Then I will heal the land. Then I will forgive. Then I will respond. There's this intimate connection between uh, the problems of the world, our response in prayer to God, and God intervening and changing things. So uh, we need to be confident that, that God is able to work and not necessarily in the way that we might expect. Uh, in, in the Crimean War, there was a group called the 93, 93rd Highlanders, and they were... Uh, fighting uh, part of the war. They were from Scotland and they, they would regularly uh, see this person in, in the middle of battle and uh, whenever they saw this person they would feel a great sense of, of peace. Well, the, there's this other guy uh, who would be praying sometimes all night, all day for them, a, a guy by the name of John Matheson. Now, when the 93rd Highlanders got back uh, from war, uh, they went along to the church uh, that the minister of was, uh, sorry, James Matheson. And as, as they walked into the church, they saw the guy who they had seen in battle. He was never away from Scotland in the Crimean War. He, he was always there praying for them. They had visions of someone who was praying sometimes 24 hours for them. Uh, in, in the middle of battle, and those visions brought them peace. Prayer has impact. Uh, God is, is greater than the natural world. God is able, and in case you think that experience is weird, which it does sound weird, there's lots of examples in the Bible of people uh, encountering angels. Uh, w- one encounter where, where someone has this conversation with an angel and says, Whose army are you a part of? Because they see someone wearing armor and having a sword. And he he reveals whose army he's actually a part of. Uh, For for us to see God intervene is the natural world being uh, invaded by God's supernatural kingdom. So when we pray, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done, we're praying that God would intervene and, and change the trajectory of our situations in life. So, so how do we grow as a people that intercede for others? Uh, we watch other people. We, we learn uh, to pray from the way that other people pray. We see the way that the Bible uh, shows us uh, people praying for others. Uh, but here's some, some key things. Get informed. Uh, find things that you can be praying for. Find out from other people. What are the things that I can be praying for from you? What are the facts in the news for situations that you can be praying for uh, how can you be a person of prayer so get informed uh, 
get inspired. Uh, that is, how, does, how have we seen God work in situations like this? Read scripture. Uh, look for testimonies of how God ha- has worked. Invite the Holy Spirit to uh, give you encouragement to pray into that particular situation. Uh, so get informed, get inspired by God, get indignant. Uh, be, be willing to be moved, affected in your heart. Allow yourself to think and feel honestly to uh, share God's heart as you pray for something. As we begin to share God's heart, we can be more confident that our prayers will be in alignment with His will being done on earth as it is in heaven. And then get in sync. Do it together. Find other people who can pray together. You guys could hold the cross for maybe five minutes, one at a time, uh, maybe 15 minutes with, with, with a, a couple of us. I reckon if all of us were to sign up for shifts, we could keep that cross held high every day of the week. Think about what we could do as God's people if we were a people that were holding the purposes of God for us together, us individually, every day of the week. There's things that you can do that I will never be able to do. There's people that you can influence that I will never be able to influence. But what I can do for you is I can pray and uphold you uh, in that way and ask God to intervene as my partnership with you. There's things that I might do that you won't do. There's things that others here will do that you'll never be able to do, people that they'll influence that you'll never be able to influence. And so as we hold each other up in prayer, we will be able to do what we couldn't do alone because the prayers of God's people support us. Uh, I know as a church uh, we don't have a pattern of uh, praying together out loud in groups. Uh, I'm not just going to calm you down. We're not going to do that this morning. But what we are going to do is we're going to have a very short time where we find some information so we get informed uh, about some of the things that we can pray for. So I would love you to, to find at least one person that you don't know and you can find a... Let me rephrase that. Uh, let me just encourage you to get in a group of three or four people. doesn't matter if you know them or you don't know them. Uh, get in a group of three or four. Find out one thing that you can intercede for for each of those people and share one yourself. It can be a personal thing. It can be a, another issue that's really a burden on your heart. So, so find out those things. And then at the end of that time, we'll have a time where you can uh, sit before you and God and intercede in prayer uh, quietly. Uh, yourself for those things that they've shared. Uh, when you share, I don't want you to give a life background story. So you're giving like a 20-second summary of something that you would like intercession, God to intervene in uh, for you or an issue in general. So time starts now. Find three or four people. Uh, f- find out four things. All right, so that's, we're finishing up now. I, I know if I ask you to go home and remember all these things, you probably will have forgotten them. Uh, so what we're going to do now is we're going to stop, and I'm going to give you 
a couple of minutes. We're all going to sit in semi-silence because there might be a quiet mutter of voices as you pray under your breath. Uh, let me encourage you to pray under your breath rather than trying to think prayer thoughts in your head. Uh, to pray quietly for the different people and things. If you can't remember names, don't worry. Uh, you can just substitute your, your daughter, your son, your... Um, let's pray for a couple of minutes. Uh, God, we thank you that in your grace you hear our prayers. Thank you that it is your delight that we would come and we would uh, sit at your feet and talk to you. And uh, th Thank you for the, the privilege of access that we have. Uh, thank you that as we pray, uh, you do uh, intervene. Uh, we, we pray that you continue to stir our hearts to be a people of prayer. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, as Christians, it's easy to often do something really great and to do something big and then to disappear for another year or another six months and then come out and do something big and do something great. But what the world needs is a group of people who are constant in love, uh, not a flash in the pan, uh, but the only way that's possible is if we are a people of prayer and we uphold the, the purposes of God in intercession for each other. And the, the only way we can do that really well is as we are encouraged by the Holy Spirit, as we partner with him to help us to know how to pray for the world that we live in and the challenges that we face as a world. I, I think one of the challenges we're facing and we have faced for many years in, in Australia is the, the challenge around First Nations. This week's uh, NAIDOC week where we uh, honour our heritage. Uh, the, the challenge continues to be there in, in how we uh, honour the past. There's a, there's a conversation going on at the moment around the referendum and with the voice. Uh, what do we do with that? Uh, there's, there's two significant sides that I see. One is uh, hugely fearful about if we do anything uh, that it may have an impact and uh, change things in a way that is unhelpful. Uh, the, there's another side that is in, entirely guilt-based and, and seeks to thrust a burden. The, the, there's no other option other than to do this particular thing. Uh, I, I think it's a, it's a challenging uh, situation that we as a country find ourselves in and something we as Christians need to intercede for. I'm very much aware myself that, that I have not honoured First Nations people as well as I could have uh, and I, I need to, to think about how I can uh, respect and, and honour uh, the history of this land and, and see a picture bigger than myself and, and my needs and so that's something i would like us to intercede for as a church and when we intercede we're, we're not saying my will be done god you need to do this so, so i'm not saying in talking about this that you need to go one way or other but I, i'm wanting us to intercede for god's will to be done so let's uh, spend again i'm going to give you 30 seconds in silence to intercede for this as, a, as an issue, to share God's heart on it. So let's pray.
So Lord, uh, we're, we're confident that you are able to work and change. Uh, thank you that you're able to transform uh, the way that we relate together. Thank you that you're able to restore relationship, that you're able to heal brokenness. And we, and we pray that you would do all this uh, in, in your name. Amen.